Sam Phillips is a singer-songwriter whose career started in the Christian rock category under her old name, Leslie Phillips. She changed her name to Sam Phillips when she recorded The Indescribable Wow, one of my favorite records of all time. Since then, she's had numerous albums, including Martinis and Bikinis in the 90s. And of course, she was featured on the Gilmore Girls, both as an actress and as the principal songwriter and soundtrack person. More importantly, she played an assassin in Die Hard 3. Not many people can say that. Let's begin. Okay, hey, it's the Chris Kirkwood Podcast. I'm Bill Cody, the producer. This is the lovely and wonderful host, Chris Kirkwood. And today we have a fabulous guest, Sam Phillips. I've loved her for years. Um, I'll start off with the, the first record I ever heard was Indescribable Wow. Uh, she's done many great records since. Um, and if you're a Gilmore Girls fan, you probably remember that she did a lot of the soundtrack music and even appeared on it. And if you're a Die Hard fan, she played an assassin in, I think, Die Hard 3? Die Hard 3. There you go. So Yes. I had she to, covers all bases. I had to slit a guy's throat. Oh, sweet. And But he looked like Rush Limbaugh, so it was not <laughs> it that was hard. easy. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> could, you, could you do it professionally now? No. No? No, I loved hanging around the cast and crew, but... Um, no, I meant being an assassin and slitting Oh, being throat. an assassin? N- n- no. It was very oh. messy. The the um, the blood job. the blood went everywhere and even the the cameramen had they all had to have raincoats on and it's just yeah too much of a mess for me. It's, wow. I like I like life a little more simple than that. Well, Sam, hi everybody. This is Chris Kirkwood, host of the Chris Kirkwood podcast. Thank you very much for coming in and being on our show. I'm so happy to be here. We have we have a talk show now that uh, Bill and I have put together, and one of the cool things about having this little talk show is that I get to meet new people and it's really lovely to meet you you know I've been you know Likewise. aware of you and listened to you and, and and been you know for years and now here we are together in the studio so let's get to it okay all right now Sam is a childhood nickname yes it is yes and you decided at a point you started off as a Christian rocker I st- yes, I did. I know I was a weirdo. I because you know, as a kid, I um, I knew pretty early as a teenager. I just I was a sensitive uh, person physically. I just couldn't. Uh, drugs and alcohol did not agree with me, and I was interested in uh, you know spirituality and and you know went to a lot of um, different crazy happenings. I remember one time a, a Pentecostal show came to our town in our little civic auditorium and I, I went and you know I was maybe nine or ten watching all this happen you know with tambourines and dancing down the aisle and and it was the late 70s and I remember all the ladies you know they were about six or seven years behind the fashions and they all had beehives and I I didn't you know I'd never seen a Pentecostal anything so I was sitting next to this lady and, and I was asking her you know what do you what do you believe and 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 at one point she was being very nice to me answering all my questions and then at one point I just said and and with the hairdo is that a religious thing like because it's it, you're the higher hair closer to God I you know I really <laughs> and that was it that was it she just like that that was the end of the communication she didn't talk to me the rest of the time so where'd you grow up. I grew up here in Southern California. In Southern California. Yeah. Did you grow up in a religious family? 
my dad was an atheist. My mom was, was uh, you know, Protestant, but not especially... You know, she went to church, but mm. it wasn't especially religious. My, right. my family was, uh, you know, they were dysfunctional, probably like most of our families. And mm. so, the, you know, there was, oh, there was that, there, there was that uh, aspect too, I'm sure, you know, uh, rifling through all the different, you know, spiritual disciplines. So you came to it on your own, kind of. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. And it and it was also it was a very different climate at the time. Um, it was it was a bunch of hippies that sort of invaded the the churches and and it was a little more uh, you know let's see if this makes any if this can bring meaning to our lives if this makes any sense and and um, and I remember toward the end of my involvement in it then there there was a lot of the political stuff there was a lot of the um, you know anti-abortion stuff which I like to I, I would like to rename instead of right to life I like to to call it right to birth because I think it's you know the whole uh, organization is about uh, wanting women to um, to give birth but then you know I don't think they care so much about what happens to the baby after that and we it all know like we're not that. a species like that. that you know can just throw yeah. a baby you know push a baby out and then let it take care of itself so I you know I think everyone personally that's right to life so-called a right to birth should you know be uh, adopting or helping to put a college fund away for an adopted kid or something anyway but that's I don't mean for the you know the, here's the chick singer bogarting your podcast and no 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 let's, no let's, you're, you bring it back to your podcast no this, <laughs> this is what needs to happen with the podcast right because as I've said many times before in these podcasts this was not my idea to do this, you know what I mean? It was Bill's idea. Bill talked me into doing this. Uh, uh, and I think it, the, what allows it to happen is the fact that I, you know, I've been, you know, played my little bit of music for, you know, to the degree that, like, I, it could go over enough to have, like, a little talk show, you know? But, what I, but what's cool about it and, and, and what I like about it is allowing people, you know, I think why he thought maybe I could do it is because I'm a fairly personable person, you know, and and I'd and, say very personable, you know, <laughs> and 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 so it, it, this is your show, you know, so I, I want you to you know take over and and then, you know, tell you know have at you know so so let's talk. I mean, here's the thing: I went to a Jesuit high school. Right? Oh, you did? I did. Uh, so I no, did. so Catholic, Catholic high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Jesuit specifically, right? It was uh, it was called Brophy College Prep in Phoenix, and my brother and I. My brother Kurt is the guitar player in the Meat Puppets. I'm the bass player in the Meat Puppets. People know this. Yeah. Right, I'll say it again. So I'm, and uh, <laughs> but my brother's the guitar player. Both of I, both of us went there. I got kicked out after my freshman year, right? Because I thought it was creepy. I thought it smelled funny. You know that <laughs> you know? smelling funny is a big. De- it, it, see, I like it in here. It smells good in here where we are. The studio is in uh, an old Hollywood studio. Possibly, maybe the first recording studio, as I understand. Maybe. One of them. One of the know, very yeah. first, and and uh, smells this a good is, thing. This is like if it yeah. smells funny, you gotta you gotta scratch your head. You gotta ask yourself, you know. Oh, definitely. W- and, what and, you're doing there? Oh, as a kid, you know what I mean. And I was like, you know, I was just going through. You know, like puberty was creepy. You know, I mean, I'm I've just never been that comfortable in, in my own skin in a lot of ways. You know, and that place really amplified it to the degree that I. Uh, didn't do the work that they wanted me to do, but to have gotten into the place in the first place, you had to take a test. You know, they like have it's a it's a kind of a, uh, uh, you know, an, an old play, an old institution. You know, like it's a Phoenix thing. You know, it's in Phoenix, right, where I'm from, and it's been around since the 20s. You know, so you have to oh, like wow. get in there, and and, yeah. and so by taking their test, they know what kind of who you are and whatnot. 
And oh, so it was like a personality test. It, it was a, like a like a just your brain test, you know, like what you know. Wow. Who are you, and what you know? What can we do to sh- shape you in the direction of allowing us to have access to nubile, you know, prepubescent boys? <laughs> Ultimately, it seemed like there was something about you know. Uh, this, right? this does so, smell funny. So. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I rebelled against it, but I had signed up to go to Europe. Right? They offered a trip uh, that was a t- tour of the humanities of Europe. Right? Oh wow! Uh, and I'd signed up in the summer. Right? In between, you know, and I signed up to go to that, but then I found out that I was getting kicked out, and they sent a letter to my mom. But I intercepted the letter, saying that I had gotten kicked out because I just hadn't tried hard enough. Uh, so I did away with that letter. Went to Europe with the with the priests. Had a wonderful time, uh, and then mom went down to pay for, you know, my brother and I to go for the next year. And it would have been my brother's senior year, and I was going to be a sophomore. And they told Mom, you know, well, Kurt's welcome back to finish, you know, out his high school career here. But Chris has been, you know, invited to not come back. But (laughs) they told her that they would take me back on academic probation, right? You know, and, and, and this was one of the coolest things about those guys is that, like, they knew I could do the work, just like, you know, uh, and they somehow kind of like goaded me into it by like making it a challenge that I had to get a certain grade point average. So I did wind up, you know, being able to do that. I felt a little more comfortable after that 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 year, you know, after uh, my sophomore year, and wound up graduating from the place. But the religious side of things. I mean, what do you feel about religion? I mean, do you think that do you think there's a God? Do you think God is real? I think there's a I, I think there is um, a God. I hesitate to say that because I think our ideas are all you know messed up about what that is. I I think there is love. I think there is a huge power of love. That's that's the best way. That that's what I've come to see. And then there's and then there are humans, and they kind of do the same thing in every religion. They you know they they either they, they're either um, loving and they they learn how to love and be loved or they're really afraid and then they start judging and killing and and doing all the stuff that they do you know all the shenanigans that we don't like about you know a lot of the fundamentalist uh, people in every religion and I, you know so it's it's just kind of a it, and and or the power thing you know people people get uh, into the power thing instead of instead of love so i don't know that it's i see it simplistically in that in that sense after all I've been through and all the people that I've met and all my experiences but um and there were a lot of good people you know in all in all those uh areas you know they're they're good people in the some of the fundamentalist people um but but again I just I feel like there's just it's a lot of a lot of fear you know a lot, a of, lot of fear yeah. um but like the idea of like a special magical not magical, like like an actual being, you know. I mean, that's some pretty tricked out shit. Like, because the you know, obviously the universe is, I mean, existence is big and and strange, yeah. you know. And the sky seems so far away and and colorful and and you know. And but the idea of like an actual entity. I mean, did you believe that when you were, you started out as Leslie? That's your yes, given name, right? Yes, that was right? my given name. And yeah. and and did you think then, that, like, that there was a god, like a god, like a thing, like a. a Oh, when I was, yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. sure, yeah, that my, my parents, you know, or my mother, you know, was, was a, that religious. I went to um, a church, Hollywood Presbyterian Church, where they had a lot of uh, accoutrement. I was, you know, in the Sunday school there, they had, like, great cookies. Wait, wait, they wait, had, so you, Hollywood Presbyterian, that's where I lived. 
Oh, oh, really? At Highland and Franklin. Oh, right there, yeah. But I just told you that story. That that's so funny because well, and they had it's you know a school now. I mean, mostly the Oak School is there. No. no. Oh, oh, actually, that's the the Methodist one. Oh, yeah. that's a Methodist. This one is Gower, Gower, and. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yes, I have been to that Hollywood one for and, yeah. book readings or something. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, but it was just, it was kind of a, you know, it was entertaining. So I was a little kid going there and you got little souvenirs and toys and stuff. It was, it was you know, but, but yeah, it's, um, but that, yes, I, 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 I think it's, it is a stretch to, um, to limit God or a, a, the force of love or power to, to something, uh, you know, like a, like to a like statue a, or like a, you know. Or to like an actual being. Or to know? an actual limited person as yeah, opposed like to... like a thing, uh, like some special yeah. thing. I but, mean, but see, on the other hand, I, I mean, I do feel that um, perhaps it, I just, you know, I like to animate things with my mind, but I, you know, I think that rocks and trees and, you know, animals, I think they're, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on in all the physical things right. that, that people think are dead or people think aren't anything. That don't know? feel right, right? Yeah. And that's like know? vegetarianism, right? People are like, you know, like ve- my vegetarian pals. And it's like, you know, you know, eat whatever you want to or don't eat, you know. But yeah. they're like, you know, I, I just eat plants. And it's like, oh, those fucking things seem pretty alive to me. I think, <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure when you eat them, you're killing them, you know. And, yeah. And, and oh, yeah. they don't have eyes. The eyes are what, you know, like, you know, it's down to the eyes. So, I mean, yeah. and I'm not like saying, you know, that's wrong or right or whatever. No, I'm not I, a right or wrong. I thought about that. I thought about that because I was, I had a, a garden this year. I, I was growing some, uh, some lettuce. And, and at one point I kind of, I forgot about the lettuce. And it started doing this very alien looking type thing where the, the leaves up above the leaves, it started growing these crazy stalks. And it, and it just, and, and somebody said, oh, no, you just got to pull it out. Just pull it out. And I, but I, I thought, well, but I want to see what it's going to do because it's doing something really pretty here. It's not food maybe anymore, or maybe it is, but it's just it's doing a whole other thing. So, yes, I think, yes, plants have feelings too, or plants, plants are, plants are alive too. too, you know. So yeah. they're gonna someday they're gonna revolt. Totally, and I'm on their side. <laughs> and we're on the side. Well, that's, that's, yeah. why, that's why we brought this into the podcast because we want them to know it could happen any day now that the plants are... We well, want to be their friends. We want to be their friends. Want to be on the right side of the plant revolt. Yeah. You know, to I mean, religion is definitely one of the it's, it's one of the big things. You know, you look at people and what they go through. You know, and what what is shaped like our society. And I mean, I'm a big fan of like religious art in a lot of ways. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think that a lot of the the uh, definitely like you know you get into like Michelangelo and that kind of stuff. Anything, any of the religious arts, and you know some of the Muslim arts. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. You know the things that they yeah. do with like the, the their art is, is wonderful as well. But then you see some of the things that happen because of religion, and, and, and it seems, I mean, it's awful in a lot of ways. It's yeah. obviously awful, you know? Well, I kind of, yeah. I've always sort of thought that uh, religion gets too much of the blame. It's just people being powerful and manipulative, and it's they people. manipulate people, you know, that maybe aren't as uh, power-mad or, or uh, enterprising as they are, you know, by... Pulling the God card and that, yeah, it's just that's pretty despicable. But it's pretty bitching despicable. though. I like I like how it's like. <laughs> I, well, I just think it's cool, like the way that control, like, you know, control. just uh, that ideas can go along, you know, and it takes thousands of years, you know, and and, and these these myths, uh, these these whole belief systems develop, you know, and that's yeah. pretty far out. I mean, it's yeah. Like, but it's oh, also I, so human in a way. It's kind of boring. I don't know. I, you know. Well, it, there's some fascinating things about it in terms of, uh, you know, just like Native American back to plants. You mm-hmm. know, what the some of the plants, some of the rituals. Because you know, we do 
We do, uh, sometimes we eat with knives and forks and we set a table and we, or we have coffee every morning or we, you know, we, we do have these rituals. It's just, it's not, uh, we're not, it's not holy water and crossing ourselves, right. but it might be, you know, it might be an herbal tonic or it might be a green juice or it might be a cheeseburger every night. I don't know, you know, and, and that's an interesting, I think that's a really fascinating thing about people too, you know. So at a point, did you stop being so religious, maybe? I mean, I mean, you were actually making like, were you, I was, when, I was, re- well, I was very young when I started doing it. I was 16 and, right. um, you know, little girl with her guitar playing in, um, you know, halfway houses and, and um, Sybil Brand Jail here in Los Angeles, uh, medium security prisons, uh, you know, recreation places and, and uh, church basements and stuff, you know, so a pretty crazy scene. And, and um, when I started traveling around the country, I met a lot of characters. I saw a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of um, uh, crazy stuff that I, I guess I could write a book about. I won't go into because that I don't want to I don't want to weigh down the podcast. No, wait, but, wait the podcast uh, down. Wait the podcast down. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. You know, yeah. I'm you know, it's my podcast. And all I got to say about it is yeah. fuck it. Yeah, you know, I, so. yeah. There was some definite, uh, yeah, some some pretty crazy things that happened, and 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 I also, you know, in growing up, getting to my early twenties, I realized that you know the, that um, it wasn't at all. I was I was somehow in the position of telling people that what they believed was okay, and and that I I didn't really you know subscribe to the whole. I wasn't swallowing the whole thing, and I um, and I just I stopped. I I went to my record company, and I just said, you know what, I I'm not. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And you anymore. were on a record label. Okay. I was on a record label, Word Records, and um, and they and Word. my yeah. my A and R guy at the time was a wonderful guy, and he said, "Well, you know, what have you been listening to?" And I said, "I, I just today I was listening to Marshall Crenshaw," and he said, "Oh, I know T Bone Burnett. He's he um, just produced Marshall's last record, and you know, why don't you do this before you quit? Why don't you just make a record that you want to make um, and see, meet T Bone, see if this is something you know person you want to make a record with because he's." outside of this whole world he knows what it is but he's outside of it all and um and just and do that so i went to meet t-bone and and loved him from the very beginning from the very first time i met him and uh and made a record with him and then um but still wanted to quit you know i, I sort of i made this record and and the record company wouldn't let me quit so i went down in the contract and i saw there was a morals clause it said if you have if you've done anything illegal or immoral you know, you, this contract is over. So I had to say, I, I, and it was really funny because the, the the new record company president, I think, was or the CEO was from IBM or something. You know, he didn't know what the fuck. He was in show business or had no dealings with artists. He just bought this little gospel label, I, you know, guess, or his company did or something. So he shows up to this meeting and I said, um, you know what? I've slept with somebody that I'm not married to. So I guess I'm out of the contract. And they were, and they just said, and, and, and I said, and I'll just tell everybody that, you know, and in the press. And he, and they, he said, okay. Okay, you're out of your contract. That's it. Wow. So, so and then I walked. I mean, it's pretty far out. I mean, you were that young, and you were already actually like contractually obligated. And that's the other thing I was going to say. You know, um, I I think maybe maybe the the turning point for me was um, after a show one time. This a guy that had MS, and, and you could barely understand what he was saying. His the degeneration of his you know muscles. He could hardly speak, but he he just he was saying to me, you know, I um, he was about my age, and he just said, I I really want a girlfriend. How come I'm like this? And and you think that God will give me a girlfriend? And I just and I just said, I don't know. And I and I felt at that moment, I 
God, I am, I'm what, like 22, 20, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any of these answers. And, and you know what? I, I either need to know, I need to go and study for 50 years and become somebody who does know spiritually, or I just need to, I need to stop this and I need to quit. And that, that was really, I think, the, the turning point for me because I, I just had too much responsibility. I think people uh, were, I wasn't just a musician. People were looking to me for some kind of a spiritual guidance, and I, I just didn't have that. I was just a kid from, you know, so how'd California. You start, how'd you start playing? Uh, I just picked up a guitar, a guitar? And, and, yeah. And How started. old were you, kid? I was 14, yeah. 14? My brother's guitar. And um, I, you know, I had fallen in love with the Beatles when I was three. And I, before I could even work the record player, I would just sit and listen to... The um, Beatles made it down to kids that young. It's one of my earliest memories. It yeah. Was, I, I remember being lifted up over, like, the curb by my grandmother and my mom, Right to the tune of I want to hold your hand, right? So I'm holding both of their hands. You know what I mean? How you're smiling. Oh, wow. And you remember that. See, isn't that so interesting? You remember that. That was probably like 63, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever that song came out. Right. So, and and, and they made it down to that that level. But I don't know if, I I don't think I was moved by those dudes to play music though, you know? I don't think I was. I don't don't think I... Really? Yeah, something later. It was just just a sound that, that, you know, that made sense. You know, it made a lot of sense and was just a part of my my world. And that says a hell of a fucking lot about the Beatles in a way, you know, and the power of music as well, I think. Yeah, because for me, I I do remember, I don't have a that, that, but I do remember feeling in my three-year-old brain like, whoa, this is, something's happening here, people. There's something... I want this, you know, I want to get older now because there's something, you know, this is really exciting. And I I don't remember any, none of the nursery rhymes, none of the Disney music, nothing like that. I I don't remember anything like that in my childhood grabbing me the way the Beatles did. And, you know, maybe it was because, you know, I didn't, I never heard country music growing up. My parents had jazz records, jazz 78s and, and some classical music, but I... You know, maybe it was hearing that, you know, sound. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But it, but it does say something about them, the, the the records that they made. The Disney stuff got to me too, though. That stuff oh, got think, to me. I think that it, all that stuff goes in. You know? I, I mean, I don't even. I, people ask my influences, and I've always said I, I don't even. I can't even tell you because I think that so much stuff went in. Probably commercials from television and theme songs from kids shows, and you know, the Disney stuff, the Sherman Brothers, um, all of that. Those guys are so sick. The Sherman they Brothers. wrote some incredible melodies. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah, you know? and an interesting story there. I wish we should have them on the show. I think there's only maybe one of them alive. Maybe neither of them are alive now. But we're talking about the guys that compose so many of the uh, like a uh, 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 like a uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland. The the, the songs that you hear yeah, like when you go on the Disney. Have a bunch of their stuff. You know, or? They, they wrote they, "It's a Fucking Small World." All that stuff. Yeah. Well, I hate them for that. They wrote and Mary so Mary Poppins and you know, all the Mary Poppins. Just uh, Ben Knobs and, and Broomsticks, and, and yeah, all oh, the. Wow. All one of them wrote the words. One of them wrote the music. You know, and they were yeah. and they're they're like uh, Eastern European uh, uh, guys. You know, in like you know their their family, you know, and Disney loved them. You know, and and there was like a. a like a conflict between the two in a certain sort of a way, but one of them wrote the words and the other one wrote the music. And all right, so the Sherman Brothers. No, it's and, a well, b- actually, stuff. Ben Stiller did a documentary on them. Ben Stiller, did? yeah, oh, bless his heart. Wow. Yeah, so there's a whole. Um, yeah, you can find it somewhere out there, on the 
airwaves. All right, and if you want to come on the show and talk about the Sherman Brothers. Oh, man, yeah. That would be the Sherman Brothers. No, I love that crap. But, you know, that, that's one of the things. My brother, you know, my, my brother Kurt, like, you know, uh, still some of the, his favorite stuff is the Disney soundtrack stuff, you know. And a lot of it's them, but there's also, like, just the, the, the background music to a lot of that stuff. You know, it's just pretty colorful and, and interesting kind of stuff there. So so then you met T-Bone Burnett, and you decided to start calling yourself Sam. Yeah, I wanted to. Were you, to... like, decided to do, were you going to be a musician, then you decided I'm well, going to be a musician? Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, when I started out with music, I thought, oh, I'm going to change the, I need to change the world. The world needs changing. I'm going to change the world. And, and um, you know, then tail between my legs saying, oh, God, I don't, I don't know anything. How can I change the world? I, music really changed me. And I became, I, I felt that, um, you know, I, I wanted to make music and I wanted to write songs. Basically, that's, I've, I consider myself a, a songwriter more than anything else. And, um, yeah, I, I, um, uh, I, it was a it was a big explosion in my life. I, I wanted to go. Beca- I wanted to be called Sam. Go by Sam because um, to to put a, a line in between the the gospel music um, beginnings and the rest of my life because that was only a few years in the in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but and also um, you know T Bone said, well, what it, you know what's your what did they call you? Which, what's your nickname? Or what did they call you when you were growing up? And I said, well, oh, well, Sam is one of them. I had many nicknames. And so he said, oh, Sam Phillips. Well, that's funny because the guy that discovered rock and roll, I just, you know, just go ahead and use that. So, um, I, you know, I, I did. And, and it was a, it was a great time. It was a very, um, very happy time because I just got to kind of throw off all that, you know, heavy weight of trying to solve anybody else's problems. And, um, and just and start making music and and um, you know I T Bone and I fell in love, got married, had a child, you know, went through a lot of stuff, broke wow. up, are still friends. Oh, she, geez. So, yeah, so it was, it was a long that was a long road. <laughs> but I heart, learned a lot. Or, yeah. Huh? Affairs of the heart. Oof. Yeah, yeah, but it, but you know it was it was it was a great it was a wonderful time. He's a he's a great person. I'm very fortunate to have, you know known him to have gone through all I went through. I. I've always thought I've always thought the indescribable wow is one of the greatest titles for an album ever. That's my opinion. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> well, what's that's okay. so funny that you'd I'll, ask I'll, that. I'll, I'll step in right here. As uh, uh, you know, you know what I mean. You're an artist. You do your shit. Yeah. Getting asked questions like that, you know, it's just like. But what's funny is. No, no, because people ask me about the titles of my movies. No, no, let's no, take but on what's Bill. so Bill's funny like is. Bill's like a vegetable. Bill, right? but, but Bill, the funny part titles is. Titles is the hardest thing. I I found that it was on it was on a signboard board at the church I went to as I was when I was a baby Hollywood Presbyterian Church that was the that was the title of a sermon, and I just uh. thought that was such a ludicrous title for a sermon I thought that'll make a good record title <laughs> so it all comes back to Hollywood wow it's, we've got a Hollywood okay. theme going on here but yes we could now we can pick on Bill you, you now can, we can pick you can Bill. ask me about the titles of my stuff <laughs> I'm not interested in, I'm only interested you're in hard to Google you. Bill because you know you Google Bill oh, Cody Google, and, and I've done a lot of things I started a Wild West show and I, <laughs> I worked in the uh, you shaved the Pony beard, Express uh, yeah I worked with Annie Oakley yeah. and she was let me tell you you talk about divas Annie was a friggin diva Wow, I bet with a with a you know big gun. I, Geronimo, I, Geronimo, I, real swell mention. I've googled Bill a lot of times. And <laughs> I'll tell you what. 
So now you're making records. Now you're a songwriter. And and how the, what the fuck has life been good to you? What do you I think? I am still making records. Well, I you know I never was a, a pop star. I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm I never got um, to a place where I could really I don't think be nostalgic for people really exactly because you know of not having a lot of, not having hits. Um, so I'm still doing it. So that's that's good. I like that. Um, um, but you know, it's uh, it's a really interesting time because everything is is so kind of tangled up and broken. And I I, I am concerned because it, it's uh, again it's that old the fear that's out there. I think that people you know the the record companies saw their you know their royalties going away and then they they got all you know they started firing people and and stiffing artists not paying them and then you know that made everybody scared and thought they I think a lot of people feel like they have to make music that that is popular that's on the charts that's or that's you know or or that will get in commercials or television and so you know I I would hope that um you know listening to the meat puppets um, just even yesterday, I, I no, there was a beautiful, just a you know, just a a, a a great like fuck it, I don't care, just gonna sing my, we're just gonna sing our songs, we're gonna play our music, and and I don't know, there, there is some of that today, but but um, I don't know, there's some of that's missing. I maybe I just maybe I'm just uh, old, but I don't think so. I think there's. I think there's a lot. I'm just. I'm glad we were. We were talking outside, and I, I was just saying. You know, I, I'm. I'm glad that the Meat Puppets have made it in to the time capsule. You know, you guys are recorded. You have your records. People can can find them. They'll. You know, they'll be here long after we're all gone. And and that's just a beautiful thing because it's it's really because it's really good. I really, and and I just I think we need brave music. You know, and I, I don't. I hear a lot of. I mean, well, do you think do you think we're brave? You think Meepuffs are brave? I thought, I, well, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think and I'm like retarded. I'm huh? then, but that's brave. I don't know. There's there's a there's a beauty to there's just an attitude. I don't know. Just the the way the way it saying. grabs me. No, you know, definitely. because I hear a lot of cynicism, and I hear a lot of you know um, people, and maybe this is just the way I'm hearing it. But people giving up, just going, well, I don't care what. I'm just gonna, you know, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. You know. It, nothing really matters, and but I don't hear that in the meat puppets. I don't hear nothing really matters. I hear, I don't know. I kind of hear fuck you, and and I hear a, a really you know funny, a great sense of humor, and I, I don't know, and and I don't know. It just seemed like you loved what you were doing. I don't know. And There's I, that absolutely. There is that. Know? So I I think that that's, um, I just want to I I just want more of that in the world. I think that that's a good thing. Is there not enough of that? I mean, I, I don't. Th- maybe there's never been enough of that. N- definitely not. Now there's you so know? many people. I mean, there, there's so many people. One, you know, yeah. look look what's happened is to the to humans as a creature. You know, as a species. I mean, there's so fucking yeah. many of us. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. That's 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 and, a whole other thing. You're right. But, and then there, and and then Americans in particular. You know, like we are are so fortunate. You know, the lives that we lead are just so soft in a way you know and then you, yeah. you if you listen to the like the statistics about like how much of the world's resources that we use how many people there are you know that i mean wh- what in the fuck is the point ultimately that gets back to like why we named the band what we did in a way you know just this this like this experience that we find thrust upon us you know uh that we're conscious of or at least the degree that we are maybe maybe not maybe not maybe i'm you know Maybe that's not what the mean, ma- name meant. Maybe 
I just thought it was something else, which I also think yeah, is your dick. Your, yeah. your dick. Your dick. Definitely. I, I, I also appreciate that. I always loved the name, I, but but I, maybe that's why. You know. But uh, they they they've, they've come to believe it held them back at points. But hey, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, considering you know, not that. No, you know what held them back? Me. Fuck. No, you know, no. honestly. I mean, it held us back from what though? You know. So what do you get to? You get to like you know. Uh, uh, that's popularity, a really good point. You know. Yeah. And, and and look. Is at, that what you? What? Yeah, yeah. I, I never. Is that worth I never something? Fuck. I, I mean, I like the actual process. You know, I like the feel of the guitar in my hand. You know, yeah. I like that moment when that that's actually happening. You know, and but I'm also like you know aware of the fact that you got to like. You know, you, you like have to eat and that kind of crap. You know, you have to. Yeah. You know, you want to do things, and and I was raised by you know uh, people that had managed to you know have kids and something and you know and and uh i don't know i mean uh, you know now bill take it away well i do have a quick question though the whole thing with the gilmore girls because i have friends who are just that is like a cult it's how how was that dealing with all of that it was i was very wary in the beginning how did it how did it come up well um Amy Sherman Palladino, the creator and the writer of Gilmore Girls, um, she loved Carol King. She wanted Carol to do the score and and the um, the, the uh, theme. And she asked Carol, and Carol said, "Well, I'll do the theme, but I'm not going to do the score." Um, so that she, I was the second. Maybe maybe I wasn't the second. Maybe I was the tenth. I don't know. But she asked me to do it, and I said yes, not ever. Knowing, I had never, I mean, I barely watched television at that point, and I didn't know how to do a score, but she was interested in, in me doing um, kind of like a Harry Nilsson thing. You know, I'd heard, as a kid, I remember The Courtship of Eddie's Father, the, yeah. that TV show, and, and Harry Nilsson did basically, I think he did the sang the, the theme, but he also did, I think some background vocals were kind of in the score. Or, or, I, don't, I don't remember it. Although, yeah. uh, sadly, the the, the, the you know, the, the, he's the my boy. best friend. Yeah, yeah but you know uh, what's his but name? I Brendan. He's the he's now the lead singer in the in the DKs. Oh wow! The courtship well, of Eddie's father big, goes all the way to there the dead Kennedys. Big pair of shoes to fill right there. Wow! Now, yeah. Brandon was around. That was a thing. That was like a thing when we were all kids. You know, it was like you know the guy from uh, courtship of Eddie's father. Oh, that's right? funny. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I never yeah, knew that. Yeah, and I. Wow. And it was Brandon Cruz. We we could we could wow. get into whether I think he fills the shoes, but we won't. Um, oh, 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 about the Dick Kennedys? Yeah. He's no jello. They were great. The first time anyway. I ever played a punk rock gig in Los Angeles, I got asked to play bass in a band called The Feeders, right? They were this band from Phoenix. And uh, speaking about religion, they, their hit song was called uh, uh, G- uh, Jesus Entering from the Rear. Right? <laughs> right? Wow. Jesus Entering from the Rear. Whoa. <laughs> fucking you in the ass. And I'm sorry to be so graphic, but that was yeah, the, no. how the song went, right? That's, that's the song. And uh, <laughs> look, I'm bleeding. Oh. Oh. God, if only we um, had a... Was this a stigmata kind of what thing? What the fuck? Yeah, All right, maybe there is I know, a, I'm a I'm a little uh, <laughs> nervous just because of that whole stampede thing, too, oh. that recently happened. Oh. Yeah, I just made so, me but that gig was at the... Huh? I don't know. I'm bleeding. I don't care. That so was, uh... we so we we opened for the Dead Kennedys. I got asked to play bass in this band. You know, the original bass player was uh, this guy um, Dan Clark, who's who went by at the time Clear Bob. And the lead singer was Frank Discussion, and uh, it was Johnny Precious on drums. And and 
Danny wasn't playing bass for a second. They asked me to play bass because because they knew that I had access to my mom's mini truck, Chevy Love, you know. And they had some Los Angeles gigs and 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 there uh, you go and the San Francisco gig. So boom, I'm in, right? You're in. And I wanted to do it because I liked John's drum playing and wanted to do it. And the songs were punk rock, so I was able to get to it. And uh, I came over here and played at the Whiskey with those dudes, and it was the fucking Dead Kennedys opening. You know what I mean? I was 19. You know, and it, wow. was, oh, it was a gas, you know. Wow. Really, really yeah. neat. The next night we played at the Mabuhai up in San Francisco, and it was my 20th birthday. So there's that connection anyways. And uh, let's see, let's see. Brandon Cruz. And now I'm bleeding. It's <laughs> yeah. a goddamn good show. It's a good show. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's So uh, here's it, something I want to ask you about for sure. Only a flesh room, though, people. It's, you, it's small. You... What was your connection to Jerry Chef? Oh, Jerry Chef. Well, um, he played on... This blood thing. Yeah. Don't edit that out, though. No, no, no. It's all... leave, get, leave the blood in, people. Yeah, let, me, let me show it to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry Chef is a... He's, what a beautiful bass player. He uh, was a friend of T-Bone's. Um, I... This, one of the distinctions I love about Jerry, besides being such an amazing bass player, is that he played with both Elvis's Costello and Presley. Um, but he um, he played on my early records when I became Sam. I think he played on most of those records. I, he actually went on tour with me in 1994. Wow. Um, and one of my I'm a bass player. I love player, him. You know that. You know? Yeah. And so. Jesus fuck, man. I, Jerry Chef is a monster. Yeah. You know? was so lucky. And, and such That's a, one of my favorite rhythm sections. Him, Ronnie Tut, and fucking... Ronnie Tut. What's right. his face on guitar, you know? It's yeah. just fucking James um, Burton on guitar. Yes, James Burton. That's some fucked off yeah. shit. The TCB band. That was his band. Yeah, you know? I know. And, um, I love Jerry Chef. That's so sick. I do you know? too. Like, yeah. Will you tell him I said hi? Do you still see him? I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Okay. Well, if you do again, let him know. Or don't bother. It's no big deal, you know? I'll, I'll, I'm fucking bleeding. I'm just glad we... Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he got on the podcast because he's yeah he's just he's beautiful and my, the other um, he's a monster he's a know? monster and the other monster is Jim Keltner I love Jim Keltner the Jim, drummer way 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 yeah. way way badass you know yeah but that whole that the the TCB band I mean yeah. that's what we're talking about like you know what do you get to you know what are you trying to do here you trying to make some art you're trying to fucking like get popular or something look at Elvis got popular and look what it did to him yeah. You know? And yet still, the art that he made was so sick. But I love that version of the band, you know. I mean, or, or of Elvis's fucking, just the musical side of things, you know. Yeah. And just, I really like Jerry Sheff, and I saw that you had something to do with him. And yeah. Oh no, he was he was great. Yeah. Or he is he is great. He. Uh, <laughs> the, the the funny thing about I, I don't know I'm I'm jumping my mind is jumping here, but I I just remember. Um, Maybe I talked to, to Jerry Chef about this. Maybe we had a conversation about this. I don't remember, but I think we did about how Elvis, you know, in Las Vegas, he would just go out into the audience and he would just, you know, just grab girls and kiss them. Like, it wasn't anything like, you know, I think Ringo or some of these people won't even shake hands. They'll just kind of elbow because there's a germ factor and, you know, we're in the modern age of lots of germs. Ringo won't? You know, yeah, I, I, so I've heard, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true. Well, kind of. I don't know. We we could edit that out because I don't want to say anything about I Ringo. Shook but hands, I shook hands with Ringo. You once. did shake hands with really? Ringo. I did shake hands with All Ringo right. once. Yeah. So maybe he does that sometimes, but he doesn't yeah. always. Okay. I, I'll tell you that. I don't. Way. I don't want to say anything. But I love. I, yeah, we'll, he's a monster we'll too. I love anything. his drumming. We'll, we'll edit okay. Anything out this, but um. Sensitive. But I just love. I I thought that was. Elvis would go out there. He would just go out there and chicks. just yeah. He would just like grab him and just kiss him on the mouth. You know. I just thought that I love that because that just doesn't. Who does that? Nobody does that. Really. I would. <laughs> I think I you should start. I think you should start. 
Yeah. <laughs> what's what's a what's a little bleeding or a germ every once in a while? Yeah, a little. What's a little blood between friends? <laughs> Share my disease. So how are things going now? Um, good. I'm kind of. I, I started. Um, Writing songs with with this drummer, another drummer who I love, uh, Jay Bellarose. I've been taking his drum tracks and writing songs just from his drums. Mm -hmm. That's the that's my current exercise, and I, I really like it. I really like what's happening. But of course, how to put records out these days is a little more complicated. But you know, we well, managed to get them out, out there. I, I put I put um, this one. This, the last record push any button out on my own and and it's you know the thing about the internet it is great it was you know I know a lot of music fans started it you know even Napster they loved music it's you know but it just kind of it, it all sort of broke apart and, and got really difficult and I always thought you know from the very beginning I just thought well okay this is great we can all have our websites and but how is anyone going to find anybody how you know it, there's we need marketing you know, we really need marketing, and um, and then it was interesting that you know people started saying, well, you got to be your own marketer, you got to get out there and you got to sell and you know be your own record, you know, so that and that's a little weird, right? That's that's um, some somehow I feel like if you're doing that to the um, yeah. to the maximum, you're going to be doing your art to the minimum, you know, and that's maybe not so good. But that's one so. of the things that, that I've always found, uh, you know, it's just something I'm kind of nominally interested in is like what it takes to get art done. You know, years ago I came upon this book, and it was it's so cool. It was this book about uh, how, like, uh, uh, Michelangelo had it had hidden in the Sistine Chapel works that he did. Right? Uh, the premise was that since you know he's a sculptor, right? You know, mostly yeah. he liked to fucking you know carve rock, carve rock, carve marble, and yet he was compelled by Pope whoever the fuck one of the popes, right? To just compelled he was forced you know to, <laughs> to paint this do this you know painting in the in this you know little holy room the Sistine Chapel and because uh, you know he had to do that the premise of this book I don't you know and I don't know if this is true or not and I don't even care it's just I like the fucking thought behind it all it's just like added up in a really bitching way because of, he was raised you know like he had that like a uh, Neoplatonic upbringing at the hands of the Medici's, right? He'd been exposed to like the Kabbalah and like fucking deep Jewish mysticism in a way, right? So, using all that kind of crap, he he painted into the Sistine Chapel like all these secret little fucking clues, right? For later art scholars or whoever the fuck to figure out, so that like there would be like the Sybil, and she had been painted in this particular way, like where her leg was crossed like this, which was the uh, which represented like this particular Jewish letter, like Aleph or who something, you know, which meant ultimately, it ultimately meant fuck you to the Pope. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was so, you know, yeah, and, and the book was great. so, and it was so smarty pants in a cool way, you yeah. know. And you're like, going, well, that makes enough sense, you yeah, know. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what else I read one time that I thought was bitching along those same lines? I read a thing about a guy. This guy came up with a, you know, one of those things you can't know about. You can't know for real. Did, did he really do that, or did he just happen to make that? That's you know, that painting like that yeah. it was about uh this guy came up with this notion that that the uh jack the ripper was actually charles dodson right who was lewis carroll right you know <laughs> wow oh so bitching wow. I, you know and and where he was coming from was that since carroll his real name's dodson right you know charles dodson so he Went in and as a mathematic, he was a like a don of mathematics at Oxford. Is, is this all cool? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so uh, 
he uh was also really interested in like word game you know wordplay you know and like anagrams and that kind of a thing so uh the guy went in and and, and unraveled some of like like a child's through the looking glass there's this one piece where they feed this dog some like some like gruel or something and the dog doesn't like it and the guy unscrambles that as an anagram to where it's him saying i charles dodson and his partner he names his partner as well you know killed this you know this prostitute and we ate her ovaries you know he gets you know and we didn't like it but we ate them anyways you know and it's using all the same letters and all wow. this kind of crap right? but the thing one of the the one thing that stuck with me that it was kind of like now that's kind of close is that street whores is almost an anagram or white rose trees is almost an anagram for street whores you know so it's and pretty close i don't know some fucking guy some guy with a little too much time on their hands i <laughs> think <but laughs> i'm not positive <laughs> but the thing about michelangelo was bitching you know yeah. about what it takes to actually get art done i had a cool experience this is just an experience i was in italy a few years ago you know and uh, I went to Italy with the priest, you know, when I was, that time when I wanted to go to Europe, you know, and like had gotten kicked out of school, but still wanted to go to Europe. And so it did. And Italy is just a, you know, it's a lovely place and it's just steeped in romance and tradition. And a few years ago, the band was over there and we're driving along and I'm like looking up at these mountains going, what the fuck? It's summertime and it was pretty warm. And what it was was those the Cabrera Cabrera Mountains, you know, where mm. the marble it comes from, and it looked like they were covered in snow. Oh, and what wow. it was is, you know, how they'd mined the things to the degree uh. that the, the tops of them are, you know, look like they're covered in snow. So you know, I love the people's desire to make <laughs> art. You, know? <laughs> you mean as if they could make anything better than that? You know, and they or, do or, make all sorts of neat stuff, but yeah. people are creepy, aren't they? Aren't we doomed as fuck? Or no, everything's good and we're uh, heads up, thumbs yeah, up from here. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I, not. I got a long way to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I'm going to be the optimist here. I, I, I think things may be getting better soon. Just they're getting better all the time. They're getting be back to the Beatles. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, this we you know. We had what we had in, during our lifetime, but now, you know, all the babies have the screens. So, and, and the, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how all that... What screens? The, the, you know, the, 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 oh, little, the, the little screens, the big screens. The, although you know. I, just read a, I just read a recent study, that went, one of these university studies that was on my, my screen feed, um, <laughs> uh, said that actually that younger, like, teenagers wish their parents would spend less time on the phone, and they find it irritating. And yeah, I so mean, maybe maybe. It's well, my seventeen-year-old, yeah, she's she's um, she loves vinyl and and um, doesn't have a Facebook. What, what does your seventeen-year-old listen to? Ooh, uh, anything from field recordings to uh, Frank Zappa, old Billy Holiday, punk, hardcore rap, um, avant-garde. Uh, she's listens to everything she can get her hands on. She loves music. Well, that's a pretty beautiful thing right there. Yeah, and she's always, you know, she will not let me forget, you know, if I forget uh, the name of a record or an artist, she's, you know, very, very stern with me, you know, correcting me, telling me that she's got a great memory for all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it is a beautiful thing, and I, I, and there is a, I do see the backlash. It's great, and, and, and that, maybe that's hopeful that, that it, you know, when it all seems like it's going off the cliff, there, there seems to always be some, some other thing pulling to, to balance, you know, the, the, uh, 
the craziness that that we've done. I don't know. On that note, <laughs> it's been great having you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sam. I hope you had fun. I did. Right I'm still on. having fun. And what's the name of Eric's podcast? Let's let's promote that one more time. Live at High Fidelity. Live at High Fidelity. He's, is that right, Eric? Final show. What? No. What is it? Come here, quick. Tell us what it is. Free promo. Yeah, I can't. What's so good it? at reading lips? Oh, live, live from, from High, High Fidelity. Fidelity podcast. I should know that. There you go. Yeah. All right. You, you knew that. All you right. That. Yeah, I kind of knew that somewhere. In so place. everybody check that out. And thank you so much, Sam, for coming in and, and, and fucking in, and putting up with me. I appreciate it. I just hope you stop bleeding. <laughs> Someday, <laughs> some way. Today's show was recorded at Winslow Court Studios in Hollywood, California. Seen me 